1: Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go-Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Challengers of the Unknown number 51. Cover date, August-September 1966. Cover price, 12 cents. Cover artist Bob Brown, edited by Murray Boltonoff, featuring Smash the Man or Die. Written by Bill Finger, art by Bob Brown. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go. <laughs> Welcome to the world of love and laughter, baby. Welcome to the sunshine of a brand new day. begins construction of a new underwater base, they disturb the sponge, the creature that was once Miklos, begins attacking. The sea devils are called in to help in the fight, but fail to subdue the creature, so they contact the challengers of the unknown. Confused? Don't worry. I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything. Lisa,
0: Lisa, I love you. Vou te demais I to you and said, Lisa, Lisa, I love you, won't you be mad, shana-na-na-na, won't you be mad? oh, Lisa, shana na 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 won't you please be mine, Lisa, shana na 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 won't you please be
1: mine. Dang it. This fool has had all week to mow his lawn. And yesterday, too. He, last week, mowed his lawn every day in a row. (laughs) Yeah. And now this week he hasn't mowed at all until right this minute when we're getting ready to record. Right. He's got to start mowing. He did. It's true. I don't... I do wish (laughs) someone would do something about it.
0: Well... I'm not the president of our. No, but you are
1: the treasurer, so you could halt his, freeze his funds, or something, so he couldn't buy gasoline for his mower. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, what's it like in your world? I'm fine. you are all wrapped up in a quilt like an old lady.
0: I am not. I have a nice warm, fuzzy blanket over me. Uh, Over my shoulders. It's. I know. It's just because I was downstairs, and you know our downstairs air conditioner is broken.
1: Yeah, for the past two weeks. Yes.
0: uh, and it's being fixed tomorrow, yes, but we have so we have a a, a split unit in the TV room in, mm-hmm. in the in the in the the wonderful bright sunny room. Yes, but that's sort of cooling for the whole downstairs. So it's a little cool in there. So I just came from down there where I was freezing, and I'm dressed to go for a run, so I'm wearing next to nothing. So I'm oh. pretty cold.
1: Are you a runner? I hadn't heard.
0: I wanted to, you know, make sure that I slip it into this episode, because right. I never talk about my nope. running.
1: Never. Not one bit. You're training for a marathon, aren't you?
0: You never listen to me. I'm training for a half
1: marathon. It's the same thing to me. It's who half the has, distance I of a marathon. I run a, from here to the doorway. Oh, I will not do that with you. know who else ran marathons? Who? The Greeks. The Greeks. It was the Greeks. Uh... Greeks first skin divers?
0: That's an, a little impression I've done from uh, Shirley Valentine.
1: Um, and would you happen to know where the largest Greek American population anywhere in the United States is?
0: Well, I happen to know the Greeks founded my hometown. Yes. Smyrna. Uh, well, I mean, New Smyrna Beach in Florida yes. was made, was populated by, or founded by Greek immigrants from St. Augustine.
1: Yes. But that's not it. What? Other side of the state, Tarpon Springs. <gasps>
0: Largest Greek population. Largest
1: Greek American population anywhere in the United States. Oh, Where they have a field of sponge. It's and true. And they do sponge diving.
0: It's true. I've which seen I it. had
1: no idea of until I read it in this comic book today. Tales sup- of the Unknown Number 51.
0: I am shocked that you, being such a lover of 1960s Florida-esque... Yes. Type tourism things would not have known about the sponge diving industry that was really big in Florida.
1: How, well, you know, I don't pay any attention to foreigners. I do. <laughs> um, no, I really had no idea. Mm-hmm. Is it somehow connected to Wikiwatchi? No. No, Wikiwatchi is, is, is fresh too. water.
0: Murky, okay, Mer, Oh, Jesus. So, Wachi is yeah. a is a Florida attraction that took place in a freshwater spring. Sponges do not grow in freshwater. They're saltwater.
1: Yeah, but mermaids do come from Greece. That is a fact. Challengers of the Unknown, number 51, co-starring the Sea Devils. I, know, um,
0: I have to tell you, I had a hard time keeping them separate in my head.
1: They are awfully similar, similar but... Um, Here are the differences. The Sea Devils consist of Dane Dorrance, Biff Bailey, Judy Walton, and Nikki Walton, her kid brother. In their career, they battled sea monsters, vanquished aquatic villains, and discover undersea kingdoms. The challengers of the unknown, on the other hand, are four men, ex-heavyweight boxing champ Rocky Davis, master skin diver and oceanography prof Haley, circus acrobat and electronics expert Red Ryan, and war hero test pilot Ace Morgan who were traveling together in Morgan's private jet to a taping of the popular television series Incredible People when the plane was caught in the grip of a sudden unexpected storm and crashed. The four men survived, but their watches all stopped at the same time. Okay. So they banded together, thinking that they were living on borrowed time and vowed to challenge the unknown, which may take place underwater, but not necessarily, in contrast to the sea devils who are exclusively Exclusively. challenging... Underwater, underwater. Unknowns. unknowns.
0: I'm trying to read your lips while you say that.
1: I don't know why. Um, now, the challengers of the unknown have previously battled the Sponge Man. Yes. Which we found out this issue, mm-hmm. which unfortunately happened in the issue immediately before they started go-go checking. So, so we've so not we d- seen it. No, we didn't. But. Um, I lied to you the last time we saw the Sea Devils. What did you lie about? I said it was going to be the last appearance of Neptimus, their giant robot underwater headquarters built in the form of Neptimus, the world's first skin diver. <laughs> but here he pops up here right in this issue. Hmm. So this will be the last appearance of Neptimus. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Shall I believe that? I don't know. Okay. You can believe... It or not, as you see fit. Hmm. Splash page. Smash the sponge man or die. Don't go swimming today. Stay out of the water. Sponge man is on the loose. The sea devils are searching the seas for him. The challengers are waiting on land for him. Yes, two... Let me put this in quotation marks. Great. Crime fighting teams are ready for the sinister <laughs> sponge man. Are you... Sponge man is hurling a missile at the assembled sea devils and challengers of the unknown who are still in their silver age, red and yellow jumpsuits. Yes. Sleeveless, mostly yellow. Deep in the brooding silence of the sea, engineers, whom we learn later are army engineers, are laying the foundations for a fantastic project and an unexpected bizarre adventure. The army is building an underwater base. Okay. To... I don't know why. To protect the seas? Yes, because they have conquered the earth,
0: they've conquered the skies, and they need to conquer the seas. Because
1: I guess the Navy Defend and the Post Guard the- both are not enough to...
0: Yeah, they need to defend themselves against attackers from... Because, you know, that's how Americans are.
1: Like giant sponge men. Mm-hmm. Now, should we flash back to the previous issue yet? Yes. So in Challengers of the End on number 47, uh, a man named Miklos, a resident of Florida, presumably Tarpon Springs, mm-hmm. was diving for sponges and he cut himself on a meteor rock rock with a strange sponge growing out of it. The meteor transforms Miklos into a sponge creature. He contacts the challengers of the unknown for help. When they attempt to find a cure, Miklos's neighbor Stacy tricks the man. Stacy is a man, by the way. Stacy tricks Miklos by claiming an expensive doctor can help. So Miklos uses his amazing sponge powers, which include not only soaking up water, but absorbing color, sound, energy, Mm. he could do it all. Mm -hmm. Uh, Miklos uses his amazing sponge powers to help Stacy commit crimes. The challengers finally convince Miklos that Stacy is using him, but without a cure. Miklos runs away and hides on the ocean floor, which is where we find him now as the army is dynamiting the ocean.
0: So I remember from biology, yeah. And, and, and um, and okay. zoology in high school and junior high. No, yep. high school, high school. Yep. That sponges are. I was wrong, by the way. Sponges can live in fresh water. Oh, thank um, you But most you. live in salt water. Okay. Um, they have been. Uh, there are certain species having a fossil record that dates back approximately six hundred million years to mm. the earliest Precambrian period on Earth's history. So this is what I remember about sponges. I was a little bit bothered with what we're going to encounter. Sponges have a complex, like so. It's it's. Um, sorry, sponges are not complex organisms. Right. They're very simple. They have a porous skeleton, which allows great amounts of water to flow through it. Um, they filter. Um, they, they filter uh, water. They collect bacteria. They process carbon, nitrogen, and phosphorus. Um, a sponge's skeletal type adapts well to its habitat, allowing it to live on hard, rocky surfaces or soft sediments such as sand and mud. Some sponges even attach themselves to floating debris. Rarely are they found completely free-floating. They're usually attached to something. Right. As water filters through the sponge's porous exterior, the sponge gains some motion, receives... Food and oxygen and dispels waste. Inside the sponge, tiny hair-like structures called flagella um, create currents to filter bacteria out of the sponge's cells and trap food within them. Their strong skeletal structures help sponges withstand high volume of water that it flows through them each day. That's all I wanted to say about sponges. And the thing, the problem I have with this is when they attack the sponge, the sponge man later on, they are unable to penetrate into him.
1: Well, actually, I know something about that. What? Humans make use of only two species of sponges because most species of sponges at, actually do have a hard kind of prickly surface, oh. which would not be comfortable to loofah your skin with. Okay. So it's entirely possible that a spear could not puncture. I
0: remember looking at the skeleton of a sponge under a microscope one time and that I've, I am could be wrong about this, but I think that there's
1: silica in the skeleton of a sponge. Could be. I guess we've got our Google homework cut out for us, don't we? We sure do. Let's
0: get into the story.
1: Yes. So the dynamite goes off under the sea. The sea is ripped into a churning fury that kills unfortunate fish Caught within the blast area. Mm-hmm. Clearly that's a porpoise, which is not a fish. It's a mammal, but it's dead. Yes. The uniquely sinister sea thing, known as the sponge, finally regains its feet and stares at the carnage about it. His friends, which were the fish, yes, are dead. I think he seems to have forgotten that he was a human at one time because he keeps referring to the humans yes. as the enemy. The yes. humans killed my friends. Yes. So, he absorbs some water, and grows into giant size. So, if he was able to absorb water and also increase his
0: density, I would think that he would become stronger. I'm using air quotes here. Uh-huh. But if he were just to absorb water and increase his size, his density would also become less... Uh, he would become less dense right. with the amount... So, you think about a sponge, right? right. When a sponge is dry... Okay. Yeah. It is harder. Yes. But when it takes in water, it becomes more malleable because the the distance between the cells is separated because water's water has occupied the space between the cells. So I, I just like your bothered.
1: science is sound. Thank you. Um. Yes. There's no explanation for how he would increase his density, thus his strength. Mm-hmm. Like just accept that he's bigger. So he starts tearing apart the army base. Uh, meanwhile on the surface a uh, blabbermouth general or something is explaining to the sea devils how they're going to put nuclear missiles and tanks that doesn't make much sense. Tanks under the ocean. Hydro tanks? But they've they're on the floor of the ocean. They have treads and they're driving on the floor of the ocean.
0: They can crawl on the floor of the ocean. They have
1: why would you put something on the floor of the ocean that was crawl on the floor when you could just have a submarine that could Fly. Fly.
0: In the water. Or, I know,
1: What do you call it? It's not swimming when it's a machine. It's... Gliding? Gliding? In the water? So I it, don't know. Yeah. Fly. It's flying in the water. Sure. Okay. I mean, isn't it? I I mean, that's what I would do when I was 12 at the community pool, and I was pretending I was Mira, Queen of the Sea. I, I would just you, pretend I, like I was flying through the... I, I'm, I'm sorry. You, you, When you were how old? At the pool?
0: What? When, 12? I
1: have played
0: Mira and Aquaman with you.
1: Not at the community pool. I'm. Uh, this is way before your time. <laughs> <sighs> so all of a sudden, some kind of klaxon goes off. There's an alarm, meaning trouble below. So the sea devils uh, take off for action. Judy recognizes the sponge from his tangle with the challengers a little while ago. And uh, Dane corrals Biff and little Nicky to move in with him Mm -hmm. and fire their harpoon rifles at the sponge, which is useless. Uh, Does nothing. He swings a steel girder at the sea devils and captures Judy and his mighty Maul. Boy, he must Not be very maul, strong and? to pick
0: up a steel girder and swing it through the water like that.
1: Yes. Well, aren't you the one that advocates for underwater fisticuffs and throwing tables and things underwater that should look perfectly normal? No. Um, so, Judy... <laughs> no. What?
0: <laughs> it should all be slower. I mean, I'm sure that has some force to it, but uh, something resisting.
1: Judy's captured. And... Uh, Biff is going to attack the creature, but Dane stops him. Don't you think I know she's in trouble, Biff? He's got my girl, the most precious thing in the world to me. But if we needle him with another spear, he might crush her. Did you think of that, Biff? Did you? Did you? Uh... Meanwhile...
0: Yeah, and uh, this is where, you know, the, they had sent that first spear into him, and they said, but the sponge's form is so swollen with water, the spears can't bore deep enough into his body.
1: Mm. Okay. Well, maybe he can control the water, and so if a spear goes into his flesh, he just flexes or something, and it pops out. Maybe. Judy uh, is, a, is captured, but he looks into her eyes... In a King Kong-esque gaze. Yes. It's a girl. She reminds me of someone long ago.
0: But I can't remember.
1: It was only four issues, Sponge. <laughs> well, you know how much time passes between an issue. I have no idea, but... Two months, actually. These are bi-monthly. Okay. Both Sea Devils and Challengers, which is why you had a hard time remembering who is who. Mm-hmm. Uh, Judy is set free. Um... She is confused that he let her go. She doesn't understand anything that's going on, Mm. but the Challengers do. Maybe they they can keep that waterlogged creep from going on another rampage.
0: Hmm.
1: Sometime later, the Challengers Galloping Gizmo aircraft, which I've never seen before.
0: No, and it kind of looks like something out of Flash Gordon, doesn't it? Yes. Doesn't even have proper wings.
1: Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's a, like a rocket ship of some kind. If this is a pre-existing known vehicle of the Challengers, I've never heard of it. I knew they had a helicopter, but I've never seen this before. Right. Okay. All right, so they are headed for the Sea Devils headquarters because they've been summoned by the Sea Devils.
0: Now, do the Sea Devils have a headquarters above the ground? They probably do. Right?
1: Well, I'm assuming this is above the ground since the Challengers are flying there. Yes. Now, the Sea Devils do have Neptimus, the giant walking robot. Robot
0: that they can, like, <clears throat> get inside and yes. walk around.
1: Yes. okay. okay. Uh, Judy's trying to make time with Dane, but he can't be bothered. He's reading the newspaper. She lets him have it. Well, listen, this is in the days when the newspaper really meant something. Mm-hmm. They had Dear Abby. Uh,
0: this is before Kathy.
1: Yes, before Kathy, but they had Peanuts, they had Beetle Bailey, High and Lois, Mm -hmm. all the classics. Andy Cap, Blondie. Blondie, for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, So she uh, fishwifes him, (laughs) for for want of a better term. It's been weeks since we had a date. If you really loved me, you'd find time between assignments. Well, she's got a point. She does. He can get up off his easy chair and read the paper later. In walk the challengers. Apparently they've never met the Sea Devils. This is their first meeting. And Judy immediately flies into action. Makes
0: the move.
1: Makes the move on Ace. Well, the rugged type. I wouldn't mind finding you in my Christmas stocking. That's a hell of a thing to say. Consent, Judy. It works both ways.
0: Ha, <laughs> ha, she, uh,
1: yeah, I mean that's that's flirting that's, that's flirting that's, that's, that's more than flirting that's being a fast girl mm. and nobody likes a fast girl well this blowhard general is still standing around and explains what's happening and he says if the sponge runs amok again we will have to use artillery death charges anything but we will stop him and Ace says hold the phone you can't do it that's you a human cannot. being so here's where we get our flashback months ago he was me close a sponge diver a decent ordinary guy in love with his next door neighbor who just moved in next door hmm. but then as we mentioned he turns into a giant sponge man and runs amuck. um only uh, turning unamuck <laughs> when he saves a little girl from a forest fire um now, you're going to say, what? They don't have forest fires in Florida. Oh, yes, they yes, do. Yes, they do. All the time.
0: Yes, there's a lot of wo- There's a lot of woods in Florida.
1: So he lets out all the water he absorbed and puts out the fire, and then he decides he's going to go live at the bottom of the ocean.
0: Hmm. Be gone, you old sponge.
1: Yes. So the I keep saying general. He's an admiral because he's a naval admiral. He says, all right, it's up to you, challengers. You've got to stop him or we will. So, off they head to the pier. Now, who's this pretty girl that's in the crowd? Yeah, what's up with that? That's his neighbor. That's the neighbor he was sweet on. Me close.
0: Oh, I see. Now that I've moved back one page.
1: Yeah, yeah. But there's also another mysterious figure in the crowd mm-hmm. who's thinking, the challengers, that means this project has run into some kind of trouble. I'd better report this to, to the, the boss. boss. Suddenly up pops the sponge. He's going to attack this barge that is preparing to take materials to the undersea military base. Mm -hmm. The admiral says to fire. He prepares his men to fire. The challengers stop him. Ace says, no, 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 no. You gave us your promise. Uh, So he says, okay, you got one chance. The challengers swing towards the sponge on a giant grappling hook calling him by his name Miklos, urging him to remember them. He starts to remember, but then he realizes that they are human, the people who destroyed his fishy friends in the sea. And he knocks over the crane that they are dangling from. Mm -mm -mm. How will our gallant chals pull themselves out of this?
0: Let's go see in four pages.
1: Yes, let's.
0: Part two. This is a three-parter, by the way.
1: Yes. Part two. Up pops Neptimus. I gave out a shriek of delight when Neptimus popped up. You did not. I did because I was not expecting him because, as you know, I thought we'd seen the very last of him. Sure. In the last two two Sea Devils. No. Here comes Neptimus. As we mentioned, it's a giant robot that lives under the sea, which is used as the headquarters of the Sea Devils and the international Sea Devils. Mm-hmm. A giant ambulatory robot <laughs> that is underwater with no visible joints. Yeah, that's weird. Just a smooth coating of skin, although it does have cracks in the skin. Yeah. So maybe it's like a Hall of Presidents situation where it's just like rubber skin over the top, and it, oh, it cracks. Probably, the... yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, remember that statue of George Washington?
0: Yes, at the, the Masonic Temple.
1: So, listener, one time I was doing a operatic Opera. performance at the Masonic Temple in Alexandria, Virginia. And inside, they had an animatronic statue of George Washington, Mm -hmm. which apparently was one of the earliest animatronic creations Mm -hmm. of history because the rubberized skin around George Washington's lips was all cracked like he was... uh, Like the old man in Poltergeist, you're all going to die here! (laughs) And so you'd press the button... And, and the would machinery would start up and he'd raise from his chair, and then his <laughs> creepy old mouth would go. <laughs> and the cracked rubber would flap around his lips. It God. was horrifying. <laughs> oh, because also, I was only there at night. when yes. It was closed. Right, right, so right. It was right. dark and we'd creep.
0: Creepy, go. yeah.
1: Those were the days, huh, Roboida? Those
0: were the days. I bought my truck then. You sure? My white did. Ranger, my white Ford Ranger.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. It had a very nice stereo, as I recall. It did. It did. Now, speaking of robots, Neptimus lays his right hook across the SpongeMan's face. I could watch a whole issue of just Neptimus and SpongeMan punching each other. <laughs> Not really. Yes. But that's not what's going to happen, because Miklos starts glowing. He is absorbing all the heat from the area.
0: That's a pretty awesome power. A I'm very impressive power.
1: Yeah. The uh, ocean starts to turn to ice. Neptimus is frozen, stiff, and is uh, pushed into the frozen ocean by the Man, who then dives in after Neptimus. Mm-hmm. It's not enough to knock him into the ocean. I'm going to kick his ass. Now, mind you, the sea devils are inside Neptimus mm-hmm. piloting him, know. But now they're frozen solid. Uh, as soon as the Spongeman dives under, the temperature starts to warm up. And so the sea devils are fine. Don't worry, everyone.
0: Yeah, he dove into the ocean in an attempt to... Oh, he just dove. He didn't dive in after no, to, no, to no, continue no. the He's fight. Just he just ex- escaping.
1: Yeah, escape. Um, I think you f- it's pronounced "escape." <laughs> uh, so here comes Judy, moving in for the kill. Oh, mm. Ace, you've been hurt. You come right with me right now so I can clean that gash on your forehead. She's
0: doing that in front of her boyfriend.
1: Yes, she is. Who thinks? Why doesn't she stop clucking over him like a mother hen? <laughs> uh, wait till the Pentagon hears about this, idiots. I let the sponge escape so I could let you have your chance, and now he's gone, and it will ruin my career.
0: Selfish, man. Uh Now we go to the Scorpion. Scorpio.
1: Yeah, the never-before-and-never-again-seen secret, notorious criminal organization known to the world as Scorpio.
0: Okay, so I thought I missed something very obvious. No,
1: this is uh, brand-new information we're presented with here a worldwide criminal organization known to the whole world, though we've never seen them before and we will never see them again. Are you sure? Yep. Okay. I know that you could be confusing them with Cyclops, who was also a mysterious criminal organization that fought Batman and Metamorpho way back in our very... No, uh, Batman and and Epiklipso. Okay. Way back in our second episode.
0: My God. Okay.
1: We're now on 139.
0: I think it's very interesting how these... uh, characters in scorpio had these red cloaks on right yeah and their faces are covered yes and um no matter how much their robe i mean the, the shading and, uh, on on the robes is very effective yes but the numbers are brilliant very I mean, is it very lit? prominent
1: <laughs> yes um also you may be thinking of ogre the Organization for General Revenge and Enslavement, I who am thinking fought Aquaman, which would have been a good bet to have Aquaman appear here, and then they totally. could have just brought Ogre over. Right. But uh, I think Aquaman was a different editor, and they just mm. didn't cross over like that in those days. So, numbers two and three in the secret headquarters of the notorious criminal organization known to the world as Scorpio are addressing number one announcing that a foreign power paid us plenty to sabotage the United States' fortress fishhook. That's the name of the undersea base. And number one explains that, as you know, months ago, I sent number eight to observe the project's prog- progress. Number eight reports that it's already being sabotaged by an outsider, the Man. He is doing our job for us. We must make certain no harm comes to him so he can continue his destruction.
0: My goodness.
1: So number eight must have been that mysterious man on the pier. You, or the woman. Oh, shh. You are not supposed to get that away. Okay. Oh. Sometime later, a monstrous form climbs from the sea and marches on a coastal city seeking revenge on all humans. It's the sponge. He's here. The sponge. Everybody get moving. Get moving.
0: And he demonstrates another extraordinary gift.
1: Another power he can absorb all color from everything. This is a kind of superpower that would only work in comic books. Yes. But it's fantastic. Uh, a priceless masterpiece from the museum is ruined. The green gone from the bank's money. It's worthless now. <laughs> and at the newsstand, what's happening? All of a sudden I got only black and white magazines. No color that's a tragedy also he can absorb all sound suddenly nobody can utter a word
0: do you think that writing in those bubbles was written by somebody oh yeah i mean it was written by
1: yeah that's a blue pen blue ink pen written in by some a kid a kid okay in the uh, tattered issue that we have before us. Okay, I know that's because I went back and read issue forty-seven, and it had this same gag. Okay, it was just, just empty word, empty word. But, but yeah, someone has taken the liberty of uh, inserting their own dialogue,
0: handwritten dialogue. What's well, going on? Search me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which I I really wish that had actually been <laughs> the actual written dialogue. Uh, how can Ace? Describe his plan to the rest of the challengers. I'll tell you how. (laughs) Ready for any emergency, Ace uses the hand language of the deaf.
0: Uh, It's a good thing everybody understands him.
1: Well, the challengers have trained for this. Oh, okay. Uh, Otherwise known as American Sign Language. He spells out Get Cable. I think he meant table. No, I know he meant cable. Cable, The uh, superhero from Marvel's X Men. (laughs) Cable. He could make short work of this SpongeBob. The challengers charge off and come back with uh, lots of cabling and a truck and a (laughs) jetpack. So they fly around the SpongeBob to confuse him. They launch a harpoon into his side and. Uh, start pulling him with this well no it's electric cable Yeah. so they're going to shock him because he's full of water and uh, all his powers wear off the color comes back to the world and everyone can talk the end no it's not no it's not the sponge now he's unconscious he releases all the water he absorbed and shrinks to normal man size and then is imprisoned in a tank
0: now, I mean, with no water. With no water. They could, you know, dry him out and see what happened if they
1: dried him out. How would they do that? With like a one of those stick steam him, rollers, trucks st- or something? Yeah, yeah. Or stick him in a dehydrator. Just sit on him?
0: <laughs> Roll him up and twist, twist him up. So two people grab his feet, two people grab his hands, and they just twist, twist him.
1: Now, here comes this brunette. You already know it's trouble because mm-hmm. she's got dark hair. She explains that she lived next door to Miklos before he... Well, you know. Anyway, I always liked him. If I can help him somehow. The answer to the challenge problem. The girl next door. They bring her in to the tank where she starts talking to Miklos. She introduces herself as Lisa, your neighbor. We used to pass each other sometimes, and we'd smile. Please, me close. Try to remember. Try to remember the kind oh, of God, September those people are driving before. so fast through our neighborhood. That is something that the HOA could do something about. That is so... We should put some speed bumps in. You could um, finance that because you're the treasurer, or you could take their... Uh, you could somehow divert their car insurance money to the... <laughs> I don't as as the
0: homeowner's treasurer. I don't have access to people's personal finances. I
1: don't think you've explored your power. I think (laughs) that you have a lot more abilities than you think. Anyway, I'd up the the uh, annual dues and say to those people that are
0: speeding only. Yes,
1: and say it's necessary because of the rampant speeding in the neighborhood. Yes, and if you want to lower your dues, then you could either slow down or move lots of nice new developments going in around us. Dan Ryan homes, they're the very best. (laughs) 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 Listeners in other countries, they are famously not the best homes. They're terrible. Uh, So Lisa explains that the challengers are his friends. They want to help you and cure you. And then we can be together.
0: Yes, I understand. Now I'm very tired.
1: So he goes to sleep. Lisa offers to stay there with him so that if he wakes up, he'll be comforted by seeing her. Sometime later, Lisa, what are you doing? She's opening the thing, the cage, the tank, where he is, freeing you so you can escape before the Challengers kill you. While you were sleeping, I overheard them talking about you. They lied to me and to you. They tricked both of us. Now go, go out and destroy, destroy! Do it for me, the girl you love and the challengers you hate! Boy, she looks angry. She sure does. Mm -hmm. I told you, brunettes are no good. Mm -mm. So, the challengers return. Miklos is gone. Lisa lies and says, I dozed on the couch and when I awoke, the tank was empty. And uh, Dane is there with the challengers. He accuses the challengers of well I don't know what he's accusing them well of
0: I'm exactly. not saying that they should have been fighting each other they should have you know I'm not saying they should have hit Lisa obviously got no, fight no, no, the, no, 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 but they should have shaken some sense into her because she was lying to them
1: well they don't know that yet um, Dane is just accusing the challengers of being sloppy crime fighters because mm. they uh, are assured the world that sponge was taken <laughs> taken care of <laughs> so it's Dane and Ace now they're, uh, this conflict about uh, Judy oh yeah is bubbling spilled over, over into yeah.
0: a fisticuffs between the two of them
1: brother Dane says you asked for this I've been aching for an excuse to clobber you <laughs> pow the only ache you're gonna have is in your jaw wham uh, Biff and Rocky now are going to get into the action
0: And it's fists Fists everywhere.
1: and clunks. Lisa ducks out of the way. The Admiral has to come in and break up the fight. If you want to fight, save it for the sponge. (laughs) Save it for the sponge, guys. What set you knuckleheads off anyway? It's me. I I think think I'm the reason. (laughs) I was trying to make Dane jealous because I felt he was taking me too much for granted. He was. Oh, Dane.
0: She sobbed, by the way. I love the sob.
1: Aw, oh, honey, please don't cry. Forget it. And Ace and Dane make up, as do Biff and Rocky. Mm-hmm. Now, let's examine the. Uh, what do you call those? Where you open the door with a roundity round thing.
0: The wheel, the lock, the a wheel. The, the, the wheel it's one of those, the, you those know, locking like on mechanisms. Submarines. Yes. Uh, uh, the port.
1: port the oh. portcullis. Port I don't know. Port screw? screw Port lock,
0: screw. Lock door screw thing.
1: Is Now, is this a, a hatch that they would have to batten down? Uh, yeah. Yes. Or is it a... Uh... <laughs> Watertight door. W- yeah, what's that? But there's a word for it. And you turn uh, the knob. No, you drop the... Uh, the uh, it's like it's a like fire... Fire, cr- fire in, the, in theater. the theater. Why are, Why are you...
0: you t- doing doing that
1: <laughs> what's that called oh my gosh the bulkhead the bulkhead they have to drop the bulkhead and oh, they... a yeah. bulkhead is a wall right but you have to turn the screwy roundy thing <laughs> that's on a handle it's like a round handle uh-huh. that you unscrew uh-huh. and if you're a vault yes and if you if your ship is trapped underwater yes upside down and underwater yes then it's always stuck Yes. And you have to use your very last ounce of breath to undo it and save the rest of the passengers.
0: Right. The watertight doors.
1: Well, somebody's going to tell us what that thing is called anyway. Ace goes over to examine it and finds a button and a thread. A blue thread. And guess who's wearing blue? It's Lisa. Lisa. Grab her! Maybe, just maybe, a button is missing from her sleeve. Grab her!
0: Dashing into another room, Lisa frantically removes a compact from her purse. Uh, No,
1: removes a... Quote, unquote. compact. compact. Which is a radio. Which is actually
0: a shortwave transmitter.
1: It's a shortwave transmitter. She's radioing Scorpio. Number
0: eight. She is number number eight. eight.
1: Lisa is number eight. You're signing off, dearie, right now. So, oh, that was Judy, by the way. But don't, let's uh, appreciate that they played a long game here. Lisa appeared unnamed four issues ago Mm. in one panel. As Miklos's next-door neighbor. Wow. And now they have brought her back as a secret agent who was infiltrating the United States for purposes of no good.
0: That is extraordinary.
1: Uh, Anyway, Judy tackles her from behind. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is nice to see Judy get some action in. Because certainly she wouldn't be able to punch a man. No. She's just a girl. Uh... She's a Scorpio agent, Ace explains. That means the missile she mentioned must have to do with the sabotaging the project. If we can get her to talk, let me take care of it, Judy Mm. says. Come on, Judy. Judy takes Lisa into the back room, and Lisa starts screaming bloody murder. Please don't. Please don't. I'll talk. I'll talk. Judy emerges triumphant, and Dane demands to know, how you do it?
0: I simply told her I cut off her hair until she was a bald as a bowling ball. Leave it to a female to know another female's weakness. Come on in.
1: Alright, Judy. Really? You lost me. I was really rooting for you. A woman who is a spy for a worldwide criminal organization
0: I doubt she's actually going to give up all of her secrets because she's going to get her hair cut.
1: Right. Also, I doubt it's her real hair. She's got to be wearing a wig. She's a spy. Well, thanks, misogyny.
0: (laughs) Definitely written by two men.
1: After Lisa confesses, they decide to split up into two teams, four of you. This is Ace ordering everyone around. Four of you start locating the sponge, the rest of us will head for the Scorpio missile installation outside of town. So, by my calculation, based on hair color, it's Dane and Biff, Rocky and Ace, heading off in one direction. Okay. Off to the junkyard, which Lisa has tipped them off, is the secret hiding place of the missile. And just as they arrive, the roof starts sliding off the junks and parts shop. Okay. Meaning they're getting ready to launch the missile.
0: Where was the men, Was the oh what? I page eighteen, lower left hand panel. I was like, where? What is? Where did the missile come into this? Oh, right, right, yeah, right, right. Okay. Yeah, that was what she was whispering. Yeah, I missed into that the first time.
1: Compact. Yeah. Uh, so Ace gives the word. The Challengers and the Sea Devils burst in and beat up these Scorpio goons. Accidentally slamming one of them into the firing button, and the missile launching the (laughs) missile. Good job, guys!
0: So as the missile takes off, it happens to be heading in the direction of the giant Sponge Man.
1: Yes, who's right in the path of the missile, bigger than he was ever before.
0: And of course, he thinks that the missile is has been launched to attack him.
1: Right. I should mention that in. The previous issue, issue 47, they were in a panic because they theorized that Miklos could absorb all the water of the Earth and actually become bigger than the Earth.
0: That would be weird.
1: It sure would. Luckily, it didn't happen. Yeah, I don't think that could actually happen. Uh, for crying out loud, Miklos caught the missile, thinking it was being sent at him. Mm-hmm. He squeezes out water from his hand to put out the engine mm-hmm. of the missile and then throws it down the ground as hard as he can.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So for whatever reason, the missile does not explode. Well, here's the reason. It's on a timer. Right. They, they can hear the timing mechanism ticking inside and speculate that it will detonate when the ticker stops. Meanwhile, take a look up at Miklos. His hands are changing back to normal. Yes. He's starting to change back to being human. And as he does so, he starts to remember the challengers. And who he is. Yes. These are Ace and Rocky, my friends. Ace and Rocky are trying to uh, disarm the missile. hmm But it's welded tight shut. hmm Um... Now, this is what I was confused about.
0: Yeah, it's loaded with poison gas. Is that what you're confused about? Yeah. I thought it was going to explode. It was going to explode. I thought it was going to detonate explosives, but it's poison gas. It's
1: filled with poison gas, which is now leaking out. Oh, maybe not. Maybe they're just saying that if when it explodes, the wind is picking up, and when it explodes, the poison gas will go head right to town. Okay. I think... It's not very well explained.
0: No. It's a continuity problem. And yes. just explaining, you know, what, what the expectations are of the reader.
1: Suddenly, the ticking stops. And the assembled crime fighters have terrific horrified looks on their faces. They do. Um, Miklos is coming more and more to his senses. He says, while I still have my strange powers, I could stay and save them, but the poison gas would kill me. I'm changing back to human, which is what I hoped for. Why should I die now when I can really live again as Miklos? Hmm. Well, I'm, I'm sympathetic to his plight. Of course.
0: Then the explosion. Yes. Upwind, away from the spreading gas, as a sponge releases the water he'd previously absorbed, he looks back. He says, No, I can't let my friends die. And all those people in the town, I couldn't live with that on my conscience. So with st- swift strides, the sponge rushes to the spreading poison gas and begins absorbing the gas.
1: Sucks it all up into himself. Mm-hmm. He must go up before the rest of his body. So he goes to the water tower. Um, holding the gas inside him, climbs the water tower, up, 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 and with his last dive... Dives into the tank of the water tower, thinking that the gas will stay trapped in the water, then it can be neutralized. And now I can find peace knowing I did the right thing. And he dies. He dies. Uh, passes himself away. We should <laughs> Passed say. himself off. Um, it were suicide. It was. Ace looks down into the tank and sees that Miklos has a triumphant smile on his face. He won the hardest battle any man had to wage. He fought himself and won.
0: Man versus himself. Classic trope.
1: Uh, Later at the Admiral's headquarters. So the mysterious man on the pier Yes. was a reporter. Oh. This is him with the cigarette dangling out of his yeah. mouth we were uh, led to believe that he would be a secret agent.
0: Sir, I've been covering this story for the American News Syndicate, and my boss would like a comment from you about the sponge,
1: Miklos. Just say I was wrong about him, and that Miklos died a hero's death. Twas beauty killed the, <laughs> the beast. beast. <laughs> um, weren't they near the ocean? Sure. Well, I wish Miklos had just run and dived into the ocean because then he could release the gas and it would be dissipated by the ocean and he could come back out and live with Lisa. Oh, but Lisa's evil. He can't live with Lisa anyway. Yeah, Lisa's horrible. Uh,
0: The girl next door. Beware. Absolutely, in this case. Always beware of brunettes.
1: Yes. Which might have been a wig, but... Fair enough. Well, Miklos made up for the harm he caused... Like a sponge, he wiped the slate clean. God. Dad. Come on, Ace. Awful.
0: And no. no one's laughing. They will had their heads bowed. No. Do you think their, head, their, their heads are bowed in shame?
1: Or, <laughs> or out of respect? They're like, oh, I can't yeah. believe he said that. The ultimate dad joke. Um. So, this really was the last appearance of Neptimus. Oh. Yeah until I build my own giant undersea robot which I can pilot around the world's seas. Are you sure you want to do that? Well no I'm not because if I were going to build an undersea mobile headquarters I would make it in the form of a submarine mm-hmm. or something that could swim not something that was had to walk. hundreds of feet vertical that had to stride yes. across the bottom does it make
0: oceans. any sense no. Unless it could somehow had flipper feet and could kick.
1: Well, that's why, I mean, Neptimus oh, then, was, then why not
0: just make a, a, a submarine?
1: Well, Neptimus was the world's first skin diver, right? Mm-hmm. So they could have made it, like, remember those little wind-up scuba men that you'd put in the bathtub? Mm-hmm. And you'd wind it up and it had flipper feet and it would go mm-hmm. grrr, grrr around the bathtub? Mm-hmm. Now that, I could see that mm-hmm. as an underwater headquarters. mm but not uh, giant, tall, striding robot. Except for when you have to pop out of the ocean and punch something. Then I guess I can see it. I guess we'll never know because we'll never see Neptimus again. I'm sad for
0: that. Are you? Well, I mean, you were already you would already mourned the loss of. Darkness. I know.
1: So yeah, it's like I, it's like um, I can't think of the TV show or novel or comic book. Or internet story that I'm thinking of when you've already mourned the loss and then they turn up alive for like some magical way that they turn up alive for like a day. And then they sacrifice themselves to save everyone, much like Miklos, the sponge man. Yes. But you've already mourned. So it's just like, oh, that's a shame. The second time. Okay. That's some kind of pop culture trope that I can't place at the moment. Okay. All right. So yeah, I think Grant Morrison or somebody could churn out a four issue Neptimus miniseries where he comes back to life and saves the world and then disintegrates into goo or whatever happens to bronze underwater. Okay. What are you looking up? Um
0: watertight doors, you know, like what are the what are the different types of watertight closures? Yeah. You know? There's the hinge type. No. I don't know. There's hydraulic cylinders and...
1: It's the handle. The handle's what we want to know the name of.
0: I, okay. Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> I'll call one of my close friends who works I'm on a cruise so ship. I'm so sorry. They'll I could have know.
0: known that, what that was called.
1: Well, you were a cruiser. I know, right? I know. Hatch. The hatch. It's the hatch. Well,
0: okay, the hatch is not... The hatch is what you go through.
1: Yes. We have to open the hatch. That's just... That's it.
0: There's a locking clip, there's a structure, there's a knife edge, and a seal.
1: No, it's a hatch handle. okay. Hatch wheel. Uh, no. Yep. Uh, you can find us on social media at <laughs> gogocheckpod. You can find Dr. Husband on his own podcast, Liberally Speaking, and you can find us right back here next week and soon. What? We're to have a team-up episode. Just what? like the challenges of the Unknown and the Sea Devils.
0: Uh, well, I don't know. How much What? Why don't I know about this? Well, because
1: I haven't told you yet. We're going to team up with the uh, very excellent Weird Warriors podcast to do a war comic. Um, And you should also be listening to them because they're excellent. Cool. And they're the ones that call us the checkered chums, which I'm so angry that I didn't think of myself.
0: I'm not. What? The checkered chums. The checkered chums. Okay.
1: Okay. It's like when you call Hawkman the winged wonder. Oh it's I see, it is, it's alliterative okay I see. Yeah, 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 yes yeah, yeah, of course yeah.
0: perfect comic Sigh. language all Sigh. right
1: anything else to add no not today okay all right bye bye it's time to give a love a chance.